Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 302. You're not going to have to create new content. It's fun and it's powerful. Attention gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and welcome to this week's show. Before we dive into Clubhouse, I want to take a minute and thank all of you who participated in last week's National Bakers Crafters Makers Day. You demonstrated exactly the reason I dedicate my time and energy to this podcast and handmade creators overall. Your generosity, support of each other, and passion for your products lit us up last week. I'm already thinking about new things we can do for next year. But for now, I'm reveling in the powerfully positive vibes you brought. It was truly amazing. So thank you, thank you for that. If you're new to the show or this somehow passed you by, jump over to my Instagram account at giftbizunwrapped and you'll see all about the new annual National Bakers Crafters Makers Day. But honestly, you guys, we don't need just a special day to uplift and support each other. We do it every single day in Gift Biz Breeze, right? Okay, Clubhouse, have you heard of it yet? It's a social networking app allowing you to connect with people who you would never be able to link to otherwise. Currently, it's only for iPhone users, but guess what? I just heard about a workaround. If you know someone with an iPhone that they're not using anymore, possibly they upgraded and they didn't have to trade in their old phone, see if they'll give it to you. I've heard people are charging them up, downloading the app, and as long as you're in Wi-Fi range, Ta-da! You're in. I personally don't know of anyone who's done this yet, but if you do, let me know. In today's show, we're going to be covering how to get into Clubhouse, how to navigate the app, etiquette, and some warnings. I'm still wavering on its exact value for handmade product businesses. I'm not sure about a direct correlation to spending time in Clubhouse and increasing sales. But I am seeing a value add to lifestyle topics like how to manage children in a business at the same time, working through ADHD, joining faith-based conversations, plus there's a lot of entertainment. On the business side, I see its potential to helping deal with imposter syndrome, pitching your business, so more developmental type skills. And most important of all, contacts. So with that being said, here's our discussion all about Clubhouse. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Jennifer Lehner of Jennifer Lehner Media. Jen is a business coach and digital marketing and systems strategist. She shows entrepreneurs how to build an audience and monetize their expertise online using social media and digital tools and how to hire and train their perfect match virtual assistant. Jen creates online courses and trainings and her favorite place to hang out is in her private mastermind, 
the Front Row VIP, of which, yay, I'm a member. (laughs) She lives in Shaker Heights, Ohio with her husband, three kids, and two small barking dogs. Love how you put the small barking dogs, all of the adjectives in there, Jen. (laughs) Welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. It's so good to be here. I am thrilled that you are here. And we are going to talk about something that I didn't even mention in your bio, and that is Clubhouse. And I thought to myself when this app came out, oh my gosh, what's happening? What is this all about? And I saw that you were already on Clubhouse. And to my way of thinking, you are the perfect pro and expert at breaking all this type of stuff down, especially when it's new. So I knew you'd be the perfect person to have on the show to talk about this. Thank you. I'm flattered. Yeah, well, it's true. And that's what we're going to talk about. But before we go there, share a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Well, it was kind of a long journey. And it was all sort of like accidental. I sort of stumbled into what I do. But I've always been interested in digital tools and just gadgets. And I think marketing as well. I mean, I could think all the way back to like first grade selling all of my Dr. Seuss books without my mom's permission (laughs) on the playground. So I started in nonprofit. Actually, I was director of a nonprofit. And then I had a baby and I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. And during that time, eBay was born and Amazon was born. And I was just thrilled and amazed by all of it. So like when my kid was napping, I was like, checking out all of it and learning about it. And I would sign up for newsletter software. And back in the day, I think the blogging platform was Blogger and Blogspot. And I would play around with that and start blogs. So all that kind of stuff was happening, even though I wasn't working. And then started volunteering at the kids' schools to do the teacher's website, just piddling here and there and enjoying every minute of it. Then I realized later that I had some skills that people might pay for. So I started consulting and consulting led to online course creation and basically brought me to where I am today. Before we dive into Clubhouse, I want to talk with you a little bit about something different. It's a traditional question that I ask every single guest who's on the show, and that is to describe yourself in a creative way through a motivational candle. So if you were to tell me what color and a quote or a mantra or a saying that would be on your candle, what would it look like? Okay, okay. So my favorite color is green, but I don't really like the thought of a green candle unless maybe it's sort of a gray, sagey green and it smells like the woods because I really like to hike in the woods. I love the smell of nature. And I think the quote on my candle would say, this is going to sound the opposite of inspirational, but it would be, you already don't have it. And that actually comes from one of my students who I saw live streaming not too long ago. And she was trying to encourage her viewers on her live stream to do it. Take the plunge, take the leap. Don't be afraid. She said, because you already don't have it. And I thought that is genius. It is the best quote to remind us to not be afraid because basically, right? Like, what do you have to lose? You want that thing, whatever that thing is. And by thing, I mean, situation, circumstance, love interest, professional goal, whatever it is, you already don't have it. So you might as well go for it. Yeah, you don't have it yet. So what's the harm? Worst case is you're going to still be where you currently are. Yes, exactly. You already don't have it. So what the heck? Like you're starting at zero. You have nothing to lose. I don't know. It really resonated with me and I've been saying it a lot. I'm sure people are getting sick of it. Well, (laughs) no, I really like it because it catches you off guard. It's like, wait, why? What does that mean? But it's so true. 
It is. And that's always just sort of been my thing anyway, is like my brand is the front row. And that's all about life is too short to sit anywhere in life and business other than the front row because you see things better because it's your way of saying like I'm all in. So putting that on my candle, you already don't have it really just fits in with everything that I am about. I totally agree because I've known you for a while and this is how you operate. Yeah, it's perfect. But what you're talking about, you already don't have it, I think will also apply to Clubhouse because there is that serious intimidation factor that happens over there too, which I'm sure we're going to get into as we go. Yeah. And the beauty of that is because it's new, nobody else has it either. So for the most part, so you can drop lots of insecurities and feel very comfortable in that, that everybody's sort of a beginner there right now. And I feel like you just have to dive in. I mean, that's what I did. And I know you've done too, is just go ahead and just do it, see what happens. And you're right, everyone's still learning. Yep. All right, well, let's talk about what all this is. I'm going to let you share your magic in the way you do, because you're always so nice and structured in talking about things. So for people who have no clue what we're talking about, Clubhouse, does that mean something that's new in the community? Is it now a social media app? What is Clubhouse? It is an application. It's a drop-in audio chat application. But if you just want to think of it as another social media channel, I think that works as well. And it's completely audio-based. And I like to think of it as sort of a cross between a podcast and a webinar and maybe even a Zoom call. That's sort of like the very top-level explanation definition. Does that work? Yeah, it works. And I think I was talking with a couple people about it. And when I said to them it was a social media app, they're like, oh, almost like gut-wrenching drop, like not something else I need to figure out with algorithms and posting and all of that. And I'm trying to think of a different definition for it because I almost feel like it's more social networking. It is social network. I mean, it is. You could say it's a social networking app and that works because you're right. Like to present this as another social media channel makes people want to jump off a building. I mean, including myself, who is a digital marketing strategist, because it's a lot of work to like master these different platforms and then have to turn around and teach them. But I went right back to my community, as you know, once I discovered it, like after only being on the platform for just a very short time, I ran back as fast as I could to my community. And I said, hey, everybody needs to know about this. And I said, I know you don't want to hear me tell you that you need to get on yet another platform, but the reason you're going to like this is that it's simple. You're not going to have to create new content. It's fun and it's powerful. If it really wasn't that great, I really wouldn't have gone back with that much insistence that everybody sign up for it. But I can't honestly think of anyone And you let me know if if you can, but I can't think of anyone in any business or any niche or any industry that could not benefit from being on this platform. I think you're right. And originally I wasn't sure, but I think as the users grow, more industries come in. Like at first I was only seeing industries that were coaching or things that aren't necessarily relating to my audience, but are relating to me as I'm learning how to do better, be better, teach better, all of that. But I'm seeing more and more. I'm seeing, for those of you who are listening, candle makers on there, and there's some gift basket folks, and there are jewelry designers, and there's conversations happening around your product creation and sourcing, not just the business part of selling, but a whole conversation around the making portion. 
So I think everyone, I mean, Jen, like, what's the harm of getting in and seeing and playing around and seeing what's for you? Because I haven't heard of one person, to your point, who hasn't found value there. Right. And the thing is, it's like, let's suppose you get on there and you're not seeing the conversations that you wish were there. You Mm -hmm. start the conversation and it's very, very easy to do that. And the people will come, they will find you. And that's the powerful part of Clubhouse is that their algorithm, not sure how it works, but I can tell you that it is extremely sensitive and powerful. So what that means is that when you go in and you start telling Clubhouse, there's a little section where you can tell Clubhouse what your interests are. And you don't have to just pick stuff around your, obviously, your business interests. If you're interested in gardening and you're interested in spiritual things, parenting, there's every sort of topic there. You'll choose the topics. Then Clubhouse will show you in your hallway, which is basically like the hallway is the listing of rooms and rooms are where the conversations happen. So it will show you the listing of rooms and conversations that are happening that Clubhouse thinks you would be interested in. And in addition to that, in your profile, most of your listeners have probably heard the idea and the notion of keywords being really important, using the right keywords on other channels, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or your website, because it helps people find you. So in Clubhouse, the profile, as it turns out, the keywords in your profile are really super powerful, as are the emoji. So if you are a candle maker, is there an emoji for a candle, Sue? Yes, there is. (laughs) Okay, perfect. So you would use the candle emoji. It will help you. It's very searchable by emoji. If you go into Clubhouse, you just plop a candle in the search bar and other candle makers will likely pop up. They've likely used that emoji and you could do the same thing and get found that way. Obviously, you want to use the words as well. But I just thought it was when I experimented with this, I just couldn't believe like I put in a barber pole and sure enough, When I did that, every person that came up was a stylist, a barber, a stylist of some sort. No kidding. I'm going to have to try that because I've done words, but I haven't done emojis. And a lot of times what I'll get is to use your idea of barber. Then I'll get someone whose last name is barber, for example. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) That's really, wonder if that's like intentional. Yeah. I don't know. But point being, there are lots of conversations to find there and you can search them out. But let's back up to the beginning. Who can be part of Clubhouse? So unfortunately, Clubhouse, this is going to be very temporary because it is all the rage right now. But unfortunately, right now, this is just for iPhone users and it's by invitation only. So but everybody listening, if you have an iPhone, then you want to go to the App Store, download the Clubhouse app. Right now, the icon for it is like a black and white image of a guy with like an afro. So that's what you're going to be looking for. And then download it and go ahead and secure your handle because you can do that even if you aren't a member yet. And then they'll know that you're waiting on an invitation. And then put the word out there on your social media. Hey, if you're on Clubhouse, I'd love an invite. And you won't have to wait very long for an invite. I'm sure that very, very soon Clubhouse is going to open up to everybody. A little bit more on the name. When I was just coming in, and now let's place this whole conversation in time, okay, Jen? Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is going to go out the end of January, and we're talking the second week of January. So who knows what's going to happen in a couple of weeks when this actually airs. But what I was told is definitely grab your name, like not enter in as your business name or some other cutesy thing. Uh Grab your name if you can. What's your opinion on that? 
Yeah, 100%. Most people are going to search for you by your name. Now, if you are Sephora, <laughs> right, like that's you, what are people going to be searching for? They're likely going to be searching for you by your name. And the other thing is you can only ever change it one time. So, and that goes the same for your alias and the same for your at, okay? Your at is going to be like at Jen Laner, okay? So that's what goes after your at sign. And then your alias is underneath that, there's one sentence where you might write Candlemaker. And then there's your name, which is Jen Laner. All of those, each of those, you can only change one time. And I think choosing your name for 99.9% of the people is the right thing to do. Unless you are like, again, Kraft macaroni and cheese, you would be Kraft. Right. Well, that is their name. So same difference. Right. Okay. So what if I go in there and my name's already taken? Should I add a one, two, three or something like that? Or what should I do in that case? Do you think? You know, I like when people do, if let's say like your name is Janice Smith and Janice Smith is taken, I like, hey, Janice. Or, hey, Janice Smith. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, a lot of people do that Mm -hmm. on social. Like, I see that on Twitter and and Instagram and stuff. But right now, I mean, unless your name is Janice Smith, and even then, it's probably available. So just hurry up and do it. Yeah, just grab it. Just grab your name. So the other thing I'm seeing, and this was so fun, I do twice a week Facebook Q&As inside my group. And I was talking, just like you said, you went right to your community and we're saying, get on, start, you know, all that, (laughs) because we're so in the hype of it all. Mm -hmm. What I found is if there are people who are in your cell phone and you have their iPhone number, and I almost feel like it needs to be in the special place where it says iPhone, like not mobile phone, not your cell phone number as the home line, but right in that iPhone line. What happens is if someone goes and then if you put their phone number in your phone first and then they go and they grab their name so they're then on the waiting list, it will match up with your phone and then doesn't cost one of your invites to bring them in. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a new one to me. Yeah, and I did that. So here we are on our live. We usually go about an hour. I like to bracket it so that we're not wasting time because you know how we can all talk forever. And so Uh it was just an hour. And during that hour, I was telling people that and two people who I already had their mobile phones, their coaching clients of mine, or somehow for some reason, I have their phone. Two of those people went and registered for an account. And while we were live, I got those notifications. And so I let them in right when we were talking about it. Oh, that's a great tip. Thanks. Yeah, but it's because I had the number in my phone first. If you add it after they've signed up for an account, then you have to use the invites that you're given. Okay, right. So at least that's how I've seen it happening. So heads up on that. (laughs) So if you have some people, I had a few people. So I'm curious. So we're all kind of learning how the invites work too. So that was one thing I know. And then I got one invite when I joined. And then yesterday I got three more invites. Do you have any feel for how the invites are divvied out? I have really researched this a lot. And basically the consensus is there, nobody really knows what the science is behind how they decide how many to allocate to us. But one thing is for sure is that the more you engage, the more people you follow, the more rooms that you host, the more they like reward you with invites. So yesterday, for example, I hosted a room and I suddenly had three invites and 
So, but nobody really knows exactly how they're coming up with a number to give you invites, but they do reward you for, they want you to interact. They want you to start rooms. And I think, I don't know if we've made enough of a case yet to convince people on why this is so powerful. So I would like to hone in on that a little bit. But first, I want to walk this through because we have a lot of people who are hearing this for the first time don't really know. So we've talked about the fact that it's iPhone users. And it's also the very first thing to do is grab your account name and then wait for an invite, wait to be accepted in. And then what should they do when they get accepted in? So we just want to get everybody set up and then let's continue on. So you'll get a notification that you've been invited, you're in. And it's so cool. They've done such a good job with their onboarding because what they'll do is they will alert the person that invited you to welcome you. They will also, if they notice that any other people are connected with you, then they will notify them that you just joined and it plops you. So when I first joined, the person who invited me was sitting there waiting for me, like in a little chat room. And she was like, Hey, and it was just so fun. I was like right there immersed into this little welcome room. So that's the first thing. And then because it really is such a simple user interface, there's not a whole lot to it. Like you don't have a lot of places where you can click. So when you start clicking around, you're going to get to your hallway. And that's what we mentioned before, which is a listing of all of the rooms that Clubhouse thinks you should see first. You will likely see a room that is like town hall or new Clubhouse users. Maybe click on that, go and listen. And just listen and be a fly on the wall. Go pop in and out of multiple rooms. And I would say the biggest tip that we need to tell you to be aware of right off the bat is the mute button. So when you go into a room as you're exploring, you may get brought up on stage. That means someone is going to turn on your mic and invite you up to speak. But you'll get a notification. You can choose to accept that or not accept that. If you do accept that, immediately upon accepting it, you want to mute your microphone. So you'll get in the habit of doing that. The other thing that you want to do right away is go to your profile. You're just going to click on your profile picture. And this was sort of confusing to me, Sue. I don't know if it was to you, but like you just tap on your profile. There might be some dummy text there initially. You tap on that and there's no real feedback when you tap. You just start typing. You'll see when you get there. But what I want you to do, what I think you should do, is just put the most important information about you. Candlemaker at candlemaker.com. I'm new to Clubhouse. Give me a little while to get this bio just perfect. Something like that. That way, you don't miss any maybe networking opportunities because you've given your contact information. You've given one sentence that says what you do, maybe where you're located. And then as you're cruising around into the different rooms and you're learning, you're going to start looking at other people's profiles because there really is an art to it. Mine is not exactly how I want it to be as I start to look at other people's profiles. And that's because they really give you this generous amount of space to write so much. And so you can include that because it's keyword sensitive. You know, you might as well put the effort into it. They're giving you that real estate. And so you can imagine if let's say you get called up or you're in a room and you're chatting about something that really positions you as an expert, they're immediately going to want to know more about you. They're going to follow you. They're going to click on your bio and you know how it goes from there. Then they're going to want to connect with you, especially if you've given them a strong reason to in your bio. Yeah. You know, it's great advice because I've clicked on some people because they are speaking 
and there's nothing there. So I'm like, well, I don't know. Do I follow them? Do I not follow them? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know anything about them yet other than what they're talking about. So I really like what you said and really super smart in saying, you know, I'm just new here. I'll be filling this out more later. But for now, here's who I am. And you get three lines, right? If you don't go to look at the full profile, I think it's the first three lines that will show. That's exactly right. The first three lines are the most important. So whatever you want to get out and you want to make sure nobody misses, if you're a best-selling New York Times author, that should be in the top three lines because then people have to click one more time to see your full profile underneath that. Right. The other thing, I just don't want any of you guys to freak out. It's not like you're going to jump in and someone's probably going to call you to stage and you'll be like, oh my gosh, what's going on? First off, if you're in the audience, so the ranking, if you go into rooms are discussions, think of rooms as discussions. So if you go into a room, Jen hosted a room last night. So Jen would be there as a moderator and she might have a couple of other people who are the quote unquote hosts of the room. And then also at the top are people that you have brought on to talk. Then the next Mm -hmm. level is people who are connected to the moderators, right? Or just who is on stage. So the next row are people who are followed by the moderators. Followed by the moderators. And then if you have no connection to anybody, you're going to be on the third tier. So it's not like someone's going to just pop you up on stage and you're unprepared. You have two options. One, in the lower right-hand corner, you can raise your hand because you have something that you want to add to the conversation. And then they will accept you on stage. And that's where Jen is saying, if you go on stage, make sure to automatically mute your mic because it defaults to being on. But then if someone brings you up on stage and you weren't expecting it, you first off get to say yes or no, whether you want to be on stage. But most likely, tell me if you agree, Jen, it's because they already know you or they know you have some experience and can add to the topic at hand. Like you're not going to get up there and be like white faced ghost. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. That will not happen to you. Mm -mm. Not unless you're Gary Vaynerchuk or something like I've noticed, like if you're super known influencer, they always try to get them up on stage. But you still have to say, okay, I'll come on. Yes, right. You have to say, okay. And so you're exactly right. I mean, the chances of that happening are slim. And since you brought up that the point about the different sections of the room, where there's the section of the people who the moderator follow, this is, again, like just shows how well they thought this out, the clubhouse people, and how elegant and smart it all is. Because think about this. When you are a moderator or you're speaking, so you're up on the stage, then as you scroll on your phone, the first faces you see are people you already know because you're following at least one of those people. It's sort of like the same thing as having your friends and family, like you're giving a TED talk and you can see your friends and family in the front row and it gives you a little more courage. It makes you feel a little more comfortable. So that's kind of the thinking behind that, which I just thought was so, so smart. And then as you scroll beyond that, that's maybe where the strangers are who you don't know. But again, when we're talking about being on stage, you just sort of have to see it to know what we're talking about. But it's literally like it's your avatar and your little microphone and no one ever sees your face. It's just your voice. And it's super casual. It's very conversational. And that's why it's so easy. Because talking and speaking is the most natural thing in the world for human beings. And so you don't have to be camera ready. It's very, very casual. Yeah, it's very casual. And it's not recorded, which I think is a big plus right now. Amen. 
There's some controversy about whether it should. We might get into that a little bit later. But you wanted to get to some points of value that Clubhouse offers. Well, I think when it comes to thinking about business development, growing your audience, networking, what is so incredible? Because I would think if I was listening to this conversation and I hadn't seen Clubhouse, I would immediately think, well, like, how is this more powerful than going into a Zoom room with 100 people? Or how is this more powerful than just getting on a group chat? And it's sort of everything combined. It's sort of how all the pieces fit together. But let me just back up one quick second, because I wanted to say, if we forget to say it, that when you go and explore all these rooms, as we're advising you to do, so you can just sort of get the hang of it, keep in mind that that super sensitive, powerful algorithm that I've been mentioning pays attention to who you are following and where you are going. And so if you go into a room that is about tattoo artists or truck drivers or Christian singles, then they're going to show you more of that stuff. So you might go in there just because you're curious and it actually has zero application, but you're just super curious. Like, what are they talking about in reptile lovers? And you're totally afraid of reptiles. That would be me. That's something I would do. I would go in there and be like, what in the world? I'm curious about these people. It's okay to do that. I'm not saying don't do that. Just especially in the beginning, they're starting to set your algorithm. They're starting to get to know you clubhouses in terms of like what kind of content to show you. So keep that in mind, but more importantly, the people that you follow. Unlike other platforms where you'll hear that you want to, which is totally controversial in its own right, like you don't want to necessarily follow everybody back that follows you because you want it to look like you're an influencer. So you have way more followers than who you follow, like the ratio. But it's definitely not that way on Clubhouse. You're encouraged to follow, 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 follow people back. And what happens when you do this, the more you engage, the more conversations that you see in your hallway. And also, they're going to be relevant to you if you're following people who you really want to follow. So that's what I want to say is be careful who you follow, like feel empowered or, or know that it's okay that you don't have to keep track of like following more people than who are following you. That's fine. But you do want to make sure you're following people who you actually want to see stuff from because you will get notifications from those people and you will start to see those kind of rooms in your hallway. And that happened to me and I was not enjoying Clubhouse because I ended up seeing all these rooms that were super cheesy, promotional, like a lot of bro marketers and just stuff I'm not into at all. But it was because I was in there curious and I was following some of the people just experimenting and then I realized, oh, I got to really go in there and clean up who I'm following. So did you do that? You went through your people and re-looked and then unfollowed, I guess? I sure did. Yeah. I just unfollowed. I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to see their content. This is not of value to me. I don't know why I'm following them (laughs) and just unfollowed. That's interesting. But I don't think you also need to only follow people who, for example, you think might be your customer. I mean, that's not really what you're looking for here. They could be a value for you. I'm making a statement, but I'm going to ask your opinion too, Jen. Like they can be a value for anything. Like I was looking to see who talks about manifesting and law of attraction. Anyone who's listened to the podcast for a while knows that I'm into that kind of thing. And of course, business development and of course, product creation, all those types of things. But it doesn't have to just circle around your business interests because the wealth of knowledge and right now, how much sharing there is for free, literally for free, is what's so exciting. 
Yeah, and you're exactly right. I follow vegan because I'm vegan. And yeah, it's not related to my business. Absolutely. You just want to make sure you're following people who you give a hoot about, right? You're like, yeah, I like what they say. I'm interested in what they have to say, what they have to share. And regarding the free advice, oh my goodness. I was in a room the other day and my favorite copywriter and friend, Laura Belgray, was, you can't hire Laura on an hourly basis anymore. She doesn't do that anymore. And so there was a woman in there who was struggling with the name of her online course she was creating. And it wasn't just Laura in there. There were a lot of smart people in there up on the stage. And they workshopped the name of her course right there. She got like $10,000 in free consultation if you added up like all the experts in the room who gave her like a game plan, a new name for her course. It was something to witness, I tell you. But it's happening all day, every day, because when you go into these rooms, you're sitting beside some of the best of the best in the business or in that genre, whatever it is. If you're in a room about manifesting, you might be with the authors of your favorite book about manifesting. Yeah, it's crazy. And so when you go in, you can look at the rooms. I really liked your guidance about being careful which rooms you go into. I popped into some rooms just because I was curious, but there are definitely rooms I will never pop into. There are some follow for follow rooms out there right Mm -hmm. now. I think that's being kind of scrubbed. That's trash. But there are some others that are just a little bit questionable, some political ones, of course. And so I'm careful in that way. But there are some that just seem interesting to me. Like I dropped into one that was about wig making. Like who would have guessed? Well, that should be interesting to you. That's because you're into making. Yeah. Well, and the reason that was in my hallway is he had jumped on stage and was talking at one point. And I really like what he talked about for his business development and how niched down he was. So I'm like, that is so interesting. I have to follow him because I might never find him again. You know, if I don't follow him, at least I can go to my followers and find him. So if someone says something interesting, I'm just following them. And then to your point, if it ends up that you don't need to keep that connection, then you can let it go. This is like a huge, big, massive, and I'm going to say it can be intimidating, but it doesn't have to be intimidating if you're just listening. Ways to connect with all kinds of people. More about Clubhouse right after a quick break. Yes, it's possible. Increase your sales without adding a single customer. How you ask? By offering personalization with your products. Wrap a cake box with a ribbon saying, Happy 30th birthday, Annie. Or add a special message and date to wedding or party favors for an extra meaningful touch. Where else can you get customization with a creatively spelled name or fine packaging that includes a saying whose meaning is known to a select two? Not only are customers willing to pay for these special touches, they'll tell their friends and word will spread about your company and products. You can create personalized ribbons and labels in seconds. Make just one or thousands without waiting weeks or having to spend money to order yards and yards. Print words in any language or font. Add logos, images, even photos. Perfect for branding or adding ingredient and flavor labels too. For more information, go to theribbonprintcompany.com. Oh, it's just unbelievable. I was trying to explain to my husband Clubhouse. I still don't think he gets it, but I was trying to explain it to him the other night. And I, what I said was like, look, imagine you're at a conference and you're walking down the hallway and along the way, there's a sign outside of every door that has like all these different topics that you're interested in from personal development to professional development, to hobbies, to sports, to whatever. And some of your 
favorite people and some of the most well-known people in those areas are right inside the room with open seats next to them. And you, you can pop in and out without looking rude to any of them. You don't have to stay. You can bounce around till you find the room that's just right for you. And just like at a conference, and really better than at a conference, because the way that you take it off of Clubhouse to engage with people is that you connect your Instagram and your Twitter account, or you can if you want to, okay? And so what people are seeing is like a record number of new Instagram and Twitter followers because, and this is at the bottom of your profile, so people will listen to you talk, they'll follow you on Clubhouse, but then, and you could give them this call to action as well, you could say DM me on Instagram, DM me on Twitter, whatever. And they will follow you on Instagram and then send you a DM or on Twitter and say, so today, so for example, I hosted a room last night. This morning I woke up, there were six DMs with people who wanted to know more about some of the things that I offer. That's incredible. I know. I had the same thing. I hosted a room. No, it wasn't when I hosted a room. It's just when I was on stage, I think on Sunday. And that afternoon I had three people DMing me and they all three resulted in coaching calls. See, I mean, come on, like, and it just shrinks the whole sales cycle down. I mean, again, not that you're on there. You won't see in the better rooms, you will not see people selling. Okay. You will see it, but you will leave those rooms because it gets very tiresome very fast. It's the people who introduce themselves with a two minute long winded bio, right? And they're trying to squeeze in everything that they offer and every product. But my guess, too, is that when you shared in that room, you were sharing some just really valuable information and that the people were like, well, she's smart. I need to know more. That's really all it is. It's just so much faster than anything else because, yeah, you could do a tutorial on social media. You could do a YouTube video. And I still think all those things are very important. But this is sort of like right in the moment. It happens instantly. Yeah, it feels very authentic. And honestly, that's why I go back to calling this social networking. And it couldn't come at a better time when we still have to be at home, maybe even a little more so temporarily. But I think of what you were just saying, where someone comes in and tells you every single thing about them. And it's like, hello, I'm so and so marry me. It's the same type of thing that people would do at old face to face networking events. You know how you get up and you introduce yourself? And they tell you, I'm in the shop. My address of my shop is this and this and this. Like They give you like all this stuff that doesn't mean anything at the time. That's kind of what some of these people do. But that's not the point. Just like in face-to-face networking, the point isn't to sell right away. The point is to learn about other people, provide interesting information, and take the relationship a step deeper. That's exactly what we're trying to do in Clubhouse. Yeah. And the other thing, so back to the power of... I mean, we've talked a lot about it. I mean, just the power of connecting is the main thing. But the way Clubhouse does that for us, like the framework that allows that to happen is that, first of all, if you want to find a talk, there's a search bar or there's a little calendar bar and you can look for events by searching generically or just searching to see what's happening today or what's coming up. So there's this wonderful calendar. When you schedule a room and what a lot of people are doing is they're having like their own branded weekly chats. Some people are doing daily chats. Think of it like a daily talk show or whatever. So I've started doing that every Wednesday night. I'm I'm hosting the front row entrepreneur chat with different topics. And what happens is as soon as you schedule it 
And by the way, I scheduled my first room the first five minutes I was on the platform because I wanted to see the mechanics behind it. And I just made sure to schedule it like mid-February, knowing also that I can edit it, I can delete it. So again, get in there and get your hands dirty because you can undo any of that, right? Like just if you want to touch it and play with it. So when you schedule the room, it gives you an opportunity to share it in so many different awesome ways. So you name it, you give it a description, and then you click add it to the calendar. And then it tells you, do you want to add it to your Google calendar or to your Apple calendar? You could do it to both. Then after you do that, you can add it to the community calendar and then you share it or it's automatically added to the community calendar. And then you can share it. It gives you a link, which of course, now you can email it to your email list, your customer list and say, hey, we're having product chat every Tuesday night now. Would love to have you come and join us. And here's the link. If you're not on Clubhouse yet, be patient, but this is what it is. Download it from Apple. It might be that your clients, your customers don't have a clue about this kind of stuff, but this is how it starts. You can invite all of your existing people over so easily with a little link they can then set an alert to be notified right before it happens and right before you go live. So the notifications are just outstanding. But I will also say the notifications are just outstanding, which means you just get so many notifications because another sort of notification is when you're in a room, you might say, oh, I think Sue needs to be in here. So you click a little plus button and all the people that you follow show up in a menu and you can tap on any of those people to invite them into the room with you. So that's powerful because if you're hosting a room and you ask the people who are in there, hey, if you know someone who'd like to go in here, please feel free to ping them and invite them in. All of a sudden you see the population in the room triple, quadruple, and your audience just like that, just like lighting a match has just completely doubled, tripled in size. So that's really cool. But however, it can get to be too much. And most importantly, it can really distract you when you're not on Clubhouse. You're trying to work on other things. And all of a sudden, your phone is going nuts with all these notifications, whether it's somebody that you followed who just started, who just scheduled an event or scheduled a room, whether it's somebody who's getting ready to start a room that you said you wanted a notification for or whatever. So the good news is that under the cogwheel where your avatar is, you can change your notifications. So I have now gotten into the habit that I turn off my notifications during the day or whenever. It gives you lots of options on how you would like to get notifications. But one thing, the only drawback that I've seen so far and what I've seen a lot of people talking about with Clubhouse is that people are spending more time than they really want to on Clubhouse because even though in theory it sounds like something you could easily jump on or jump off, when the conversation gets going and it gets really good, it's hard to pull yourself away. And the next thing that you know, really like two hours have passed or more, three, four, there's people who are spending eight hours a day on Clubhouse. So for me, that will never work. So I have to be yeah. very, very intentional about how I'm going to use Clubhouse. Yeah, I think intentional on the goals that you're trying to get out of Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And you might not know until you actually get in there and look around. But maybe you set a timer like, I'm in for the first time. Let me get in, set up my bio, go start looking around these rooms, see the structure that you've heard here, get a feel for it a little bit, and then pop out. I'm guilty of that, Jen. I one day stayed up until 1.30 in the morning because the conversation was just that good. Now, I'm glad I did, but if I did that repetitively or if I brought it into my workday, that would be huge trouble. <laughs> huge. Right. I mean, seriously. But I'm glad that you're glad that you stayed. And that's to be expected. That is going to happen. 
But I just think as a general rule, everybody sort of has to say, okay, I'm going to do this and this this week on Clubhouse. I'm going to allow myself this amount of time. Because who was planning on this? Not me. I mean, this just came out of nowhere. And I have my whole 2021, like first quarter completely mapped out in terms of what I was going to be doing with my content, my products, my launches. And then this shows up and I'm like, oh, (laughs) totally true. It's interesting because everyone's trying to analyze what this is all about, how to use it, how, as we're saying, get your name, jump on there now, because I think it's going to change over time just because there's going to be so many people coming on. I feel a little bad because I feel like, what is it, half the population is Android and half our iPhone Mm -hmm. or somewhere close Mm -hmm. to that. So if you're still with us listening and you're an Android, I'm feeling sad, but I'm not because you want to know about this. So the second it's available to you, you're going to be able to jump on. So I appreciate you staying and hanging out with us for this. But I'm seeing that everyone's trying to analyze what this is all about and trying to compare it to what we already have. And I'm seeing people saying, well, I'm in there and I invest all this time in a room and have a conversation and then it's not evergreen. So what's the point? Or they'll say, well, no one from the audience can respond. So I don't even know if what I'm talking about is relevant or resonating. But then I have other people saying, I'm loving this for exactly those reasons. And so to my way of thinking, I'm looking at this as just a standalone, different from social media, different from everything else, and what value is it bringing? And not trying to compare it, is this bigger or better than Twitter or Facebook or whatever? It's none of that. It's totally different. It has its own separate place. And I'm feeling like I also need to think of it that way as it has its own separate place in my business, too. Because I can use it for learning. I can use it for attracting new people through having my own rooms. We haven't even talked about clubs. (laughs) I guess we could touch on that a little bit. But how do you feel about what I just said? I'm just looking at it as a totally different animal. I can't really improve upon what you said because I think that is exactly right. And I think that's the way to think about it. I think that it is wonderful that it's not recorded. I think that it is... Because if it were recorded, it would make us all a little more self-conscious. We wouldn't share as freely. And I just don't think the conversations would be as raw. And if it were, what else did you say? Like people are complaining because they can't record and what else? The responses in the audience. Where you... Oh, that they might figure out some way to, some small way to give feedback. Because as it is now... You can't give hearts, you can't give thumbs up or whatever. So when you have this audience, the people who you've brought on stage, people have invented a way of clapping in that they turn their microphone on and off. Like you just tap, 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 and it makes your microphone flicker. So it's sort of a way of applauding or giving air quotes or like saying ditto or I agree, whatever. So there's sort of that little bit of feedback. I swear people are so smart in the way that they sort of will figure out how to stretch things. So I think maybe some sort of feedback might be helpful, but not in the way that like Periscope did it, where you amass a certain number of hearts and then it becomes competitive or on Facebook and Instagram, we're always looking for how many likes we get. And I think Clubhouse was really deliberate in the way that they did that. Again, that's, I love them for it. But I think maybe while you're live, I think it might be nice for people to just throw up hearts that don't stick or just some sort of feedback. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth on it because I like seeing people who would never have thought of getting up on stage. 
to come. And if you have a lot of people who are following you in the crowd or what you say really resonates, you're probably going to get a lot of hearts. Let's just pretend like that was the way. Oh, you're right. And then someone else brand new who's never might get up and talk and then not get any hearts. Cricket. Yeah. And then they'll be like, crap, I'm never getting on stage again. You're exactly right. Okay, well, I now have formed an opinion and my opinion is the same as yours. There should not be feedback. You're exactly right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there will be, but I like that there isn't for that reason alone. I agree. And the flickering of the mic is great. I like that. But it's so subtle. You're right. It is. And it's only among the speakers. And I've never once when I'm speaking, I've really never looked to see how many microphones are flashing when I'm talking. You know what I mean? I really don't even pay attention to that. So it is subtle. You're right. And I love what you said. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, we're all just trying to figure it out. So I'm there to observe and learn, but boy, am I getting a lot out of it. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And you think about the timing of this too. It's like just the perfect thing because we're zoomed out, but yet we're all craving connection. I mean, I think we are in this way, in this professional development and personal development way where we can connect with people even though we're stuck in our houses. It's perfect. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that's probably the reason why it's still just iPhone because it's growing so fast. They have crashed the platform a couple of times. Speakers sometimes get dropped out. So they want to make sure that it continues to be stable as they continue to add an influx because by gosh, since I've joined, there's been a huge influx of people too. So Android users, it's coming. <laughs> we also, we didn't talk about the three different kinds of rooms. If you want to touch on that real quick. Yeah, let's touch on that real quick. And then I think to make a full package here, then let's touch on clubs really quickly. Um, and then we can kind of wrap up. Sounds good. Okay, so there's three kinds of rooms. If you want to start a room and you aren't ready to go full on like public, you can have a closed room and nobody's going to even see that it exists. And then you could just invite someone or several people, however many people you want to join you in that closed room. That might be a really great way to start if you're feeling kind of nervous. And you know what else that room would be great for is if you want to have a private chat with your community, it could be almost like a VIP kind of thing, right? Like only the people who are in this group or have this status in my company, meaning like a VIP kind of client kind of thing, can come into these special VIP closed rooms. Then there's a social room. Social room means that the only people that are going to see this room are people who follow you or one of the other moderators, if you happen to be co-hosting it with other moderators. And then an open room is just what it sounds like. It's completely open. It's on a billboard. Everybody can see that it's there and everybody can join. Wonderful. I didn't even know what the social was. So I learned that just now. That's awesome. Good. All right. And let's talk about clubs. Okay. So Clubhouse themselves are having a hard time like defining clubs and apparently clubs, I mean, clubs may or may not stick around. Here's the thing. Think of a club as like a Facebook group. Okay. So you can form your own club and people can become members of your club. And when you start a room, you can make it so that only the members of the club can join those rooms or get notified about those rooms. And I like it if you have a brand that lends itself to this, right? Like, so if I did a club, my brand is front row. I can see doing a club like that is the front row. I have a Facebook group called the front row. So it would kind of make sense. But there are prerequisites before you can start a club. And that is that you have to 
host at least one room three weeks in a row before they even consider it. And then you have to fill out an application letting them know that you have done that. And then you still have to wait like three weeks for them to approve it because they have just been inundated with people starting these clubs. And the other problem is that they have not categorized them. So there's really no way to search the clubs. The only way to see maybe where the cool clubs are is that if you are a member of a club, it shows up at the bottom of your profile. So you can look at other people who are maybe in the same niche as you are in and see what clubs they're in. Then you click on it and then you follow it. And then just following it doesn't give you automatic entry into that club. You sort of have to get the attention of whoever is in charge of that club to let you in. It's crazy. It's kind of like a closed Facebook group. It is, except at least with a Facebook group, there's a process for admission where you might set up the three questions, right? The screen speed, why do you want to come in, whatever. And then the Facebook owner goes in and click, 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 lets you in or doesn't let you in. Because I haven't started my club yet, I don't know. But I think on the club owner's end, they do get a list of the people who are waiting for entry because when you follow it, I think they see that. But I think because they're getting inundated themselves with hundreds, thousands of applications, they aren't really letting people in super fast. I don't know if that makes any sense. Apparently, they are working on organizing clubs better if they keep clubs. But at some point, there could be so many clubs that becomes sort of pointless. Right. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I could see where there could be a club because, for example, for you, you have now scheduled three rooms a week apart, but those are different email invites for each of those too, right? Mm -hmm. So a club could be a section of those shows with one email invite And then if you had specific groups of people, because you want to have people who are joining the conversation, if you have a specific topic, who are appropriate for the conversation, too. But you're still going to have to have a unique link for every club room that you start. Oh, you will? Yeah, I don't think you just get this one link like you do with a Facebook group. I think every time you schedule your topic, it creates a new link. I think I could be wrong. Okay, so I guess the summary is to be determined with clubs, what they're all about. Yes. But if you're listening and you know right away, oh, that sounds perfect, I can really see how a club would benefit, then that means right away, go ahead and schedule your first three rooms and at least minimum of three rooms, three weeks in a row. Perfect. I'm trying to think of the relevance for the audience here, for people who are listening. I'm not sure. I don't know. We're going to have to see. I think it's a room, but I think it's already been submitted to be a club for doodling. Just together and someone prompts a word and you doodle. I love it. That's a great example because, yeah, the people listening, I mean, outside of the professional realm, I mean, there might be people who want to start a group about orchids, right? Or alcoholism. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Or even your community. I've started seeing, I saw some room just about Atlanta. The groups don't have to be huge. It could be business owners in your community. And you start getting together a group of how you guys can work together to bring in sales to your downtown of your community. Like, who knows? There's lots of opportunities in my creative mind. doesn't span clearly far enough to consider all the different options. You're right. There's so much opportunity. All right. So we've talked about what Clubhouse is. We've talked about how to get in, structure. We've chatted a little bit about etiquette and all how to use it, some of the pros and cons. 
So I think we've pretty much summarized everything, especially as we're getting going here. And again, it's at this point in time because things keep changing. If you just ran into somebody and said, oh my gosh, have you heard about Clubhouse? Just overall, what would be your single like summary of why someone should join? Join as soon as you can, as soon as you have the opportunity, because it is fun, easy, and super powerful. Love it. Short, sweet, it's so valuable. And you really don't understand it until you actually get in. I know you can hear the passion in both Jen and my voices. We just want you to get in. And you'll understand that. And you will be talking the same way once you get in. I guarantee it. (laughs) For sure. Okay, Jen. So tell everybody where they can learn more about the front row. See what you're up to. Well, they could join frontrowclassroom.com or all my links of everything that I do is over at jenlaner.com. What is your name on Clubhouse? Jen Laner. Simple and straightforward. All right, Jen, thanks so, so much for coming on, having a conversation with me about Clubhouse. I think we've gotten some people excited today. And those of you who are listening who join, let us know that you're there and go follow Jen and me on Clubhouse. Thanks again, Jen. I really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you, Sue. I loved it. It was so much fun. So first off, you have been adequately warned. Clubhouse can be a thief with your time. But there's so much potential there to learn to give and get support, and just maybe you'll connect with someone who becomes your business bestie. One final point on Clubhouse, as with any online interaction you have, be careful with your information. You know, each platform has various levels of security, and there are great and not so great people all over the internet. So be smart, Check people's credentials and not just the ones that they post about themselves in their bio. I feel like we always need to stay aware and cautious, particularly on Clubhouse right now, because it's so new and still a very unrestricted environment. Up next week, we're going to be talking about virtual shows. I see this as a huge opportunity for you to expand your visibility and bring in new business. We'll dive deep into why and how next Monday. For now, thank you so much for spending time with me. If you'd like to show support for the podcast, would you please leave a rating and review? That means so much and helps the show get seen by more makers. It's a great way to pay it forward. And now, be safe and well, and I'll see you again next week on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making my favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze. Today, 